going on, guys? Episode 21 of an Orange and Blue thing. I'm Brian Ernie. That's Darren Meenan. Cornrows. <laughs> in Cornrows. Thanks for hanging out with us this evening. Uh, things are in a sorry state of affairs, if you haven't noticed. And uh, judging by the Facebook comments, you have. So, um, yeah, we're Mets in the throes of a uh, seven-game losing streak. Uh, you know, look, it's not pretty. Um, it's not good. It's the second not. time this happened this year, though. They haven't won in a week. We're not happy about a full it. Full week. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be back here, though, at least. Yeah, we, welcome back. We took, like, a full... Like, if, you, if you're watching this live and not listening afterwards, I have a full head of cornrows. I was down in Turks and Caicos for a week. That's why we did the show last Tuesday instead of Thursday. So... It feels like forever. If you missed us, we're back. God. And they haven't won since the last time we were at a game. So we had our outing last Tuesday night, and we had the show last Tuesday morning, and they haven't won since. So... It's not good. Yeah. And you know what? The, we were talking about this before we went live. I didn't get to watch pretty much any of the games this weekend because I was away. And I didn't listen to sports talk radio for a full week. So I got a break from all that shit. I mean, I was still keeping track on the MLB at Bad App. And I think Sunday night's game was free on the MLB oh, yeah, website. Yeah. So I watched yeah. some of that until they blew it. But, man, you can't even put into words what's going on in Mets land these days. And um, I did want to touch on this, though. We did have LaDuke on last week. And it ended up being we were number one. We were yeah, number one yeah. on iTunes as yeah. far as Mets podcast popularity, which is pretty cool. We kind of uh, decided a couple weeks ago after having Taz on that we're not really a podcast anymore. We're more of a live show. A live show. And then yeah. two episodes later, we're number one in the popularity ranking. So um, not looking for a pat on the back, but it is pretty cool to be number give one. Me one anyway. <laughs> give so me one anyway. So I doubt we're number one anymore because it's when I lo- it was just happened when I looked at it, the popularity, like the ratings always go up and down. But um, Laduca was on, and we did get hammered afterwards because he said to us, that Harvey was not out on Friday night as the post had. I think he maybe was, he maybe he was just told the wrong information. I don't think yeah. he was lying to us. He was vehemently denying that the post had the story based on the fact that they were the, asking him for. Something. Yeah, they did a lot right. of digging around, and they're like they didn't seem to know what was going on. Kind of throwing a lot of shit. Right, right, right. But then I kind of felt bags like you know it almost like we got the scoop on something. So I started tweeting at people like, oh, that's not what Laduca says. And then like an hour or two later, when Harvey sits in front of the, it wasn't and, what Laduca said. So I mean, like it's not like it's our fault. No, 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 you know, I know, I know. Like, but you know, I wanted to at least you know I'm not trying to throw Laduca under the bus here. We're happy that he was on. He, you know, yeah. fr- friend of the show, friend yeah. of the group. He you know he was nice enough to come and grace us with his presence during the 2015. Playoffs, but whatever. I mean, shit happens. You know, just to address that, we were wrong because well, we got wrong info. But whatever. Leduc is cool. I think what you saw in the interview with Paul, which, by the way, thank you everybody for the kind words on that because uh, it was a lot of fun for us and everybody at the game that night. All they want to do is talk about Leduca. Yeah. So, uh, so that was awesome. So it was a, it was a great chat with him. And um, listen, Paul's obviously a little. Uh, he's friendly with, with Harvey, so he's trying trying to have his back. But maybe he just didn't know that he was out. He wasn't trying to lie to us. But whatever. That's water under the bridge he's, now. He's also had like some bad experiences with the media. So yeah, yeah. He's, as he he's talked naturally about. distrusting of it, which I can understand. Yeah, and it's not like the whole rest of the interview was shit because of one one point was he's, wrong. But just I thought the interview was good. But anyway, uh, since we haven't had a show since that, let's, let's talk about that. Because I haven't really spoken to you about this because that night was the game. With the whole Harvey apology, is it kind of over for you? And now you're you're back in his corner. Or how how are you feeling? It's hard to say, man. Because I, I am. I mean, I mean, I'm rooting for him. But the the hard what the hard part about it is is that this is what I get discouraged a little discouraged by. And we'll talk about Terry and and Matt and all the whole thing. But the thing that worries me is that. He's so optimistic, and like even and last night he said, "Oh, this is the best he's thrown a ball in two I years." Like and he didn't really throw he a ball. Pitched that almost, good. He pitched almost a two whip. 
This guy gives up two base runners an inning. It's like every single guy, leadoff guy for the first three innings was on. Right. D- double down the line. Double down the line. It's like I, I, I don't, I don't quite understand. Every leadoff batter got on base, yeah. whether it was a hit or a walk. So I don't understand what what felt good about that. I, the velocity is good. That's fantastic. Everybody can hit a 96-mile-per-hour fastball at this level. So I don't really know what's to be so Especially encouraged. Especially if you're throwing right down the, the middle, Montero. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. And either, any of them. Harvey's command is terrible, too. Everything's right down the middle of the plate. So I don't, I don't, really, I don't really understand the cause for optimism. Listen, thoracic outlet syndrome is not easy to come back from. Jaime Garcia, who was like a sub-three ERA guy, came back from it, and he's like a four, four-and-a-half ERA guy now. I mean, it obviously has an impact. I just don't know if Matt will ever be the guy he was ever I don't know. again. I heard something with Ron Darling. I don't know if it was the day after or the night after or whatever, but he said something like he, w- he would like to see the whole Thor thing and Dark Knight thing just be thrown out the window and get back to winning baseball. And I kind of said the same thing a few times on the show. Like It was cool for the persona. It was cool for the marketing and, and building their brand. But now it's the kind of thing where Harvey – is a mess, and he's got to get back to winning games and being that bulldog. And the, even, like, you watch the thing, uh, was it 30 for 30, or one of those things with him where he's like, I have no, I have one father. Like, that whole persona where, like, I'm in charge of my own life, and I'm the man, and, I, and I'm here to win baseball games, and what I do on the, uh, my personal life is my personal life. But the the whole attitude he used to have, even declining that offer to to take the money and play rather than go to college, and he's like, nah, I'm not taking it. Like, he knows he's he's a good player but obviously coming back from two major surgeries is not the same so yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know if he even i don't know if it's really the fans and the press pushing this dark knight thing still or if it's kind of like to him he's like it's over with but whatever i don't know man i i just i don't see a lot of cause for celebration in that scenario um and i'd be lying if i said i was as charged up every time he took the mound as I used to be. I try to be, man. Like I, it's, you know what? I even posted something yesterday. I try to watch old videos of him just get fired up. Be like, all right, this is the guy that he was. Let's try to hopefully have him get back there. Not that watching videos and putting the, what do they say, rose-colored glasses on is going to change anything. We know that it's a wreck right now. And, you know, the Mets need more than just their pitching. Um, they're starting pitching to do well. Obviously, they're scoring runs. We just talked about it Thursday, fr- Thursday, Wednesday, they blew the game. Right, late. And Familia they ended up getting hurt. Thursday. Off on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all every game. They what do they average at least five or six runs just, per game? Just about, and they lost every game. game. Yeah. So yeah. bringing up Rosario, while it might sound good on paper because you want to see the youth and and the future of the team, we don't necessarily need to score more runs. We have to throw better baseballs and have a, a yeah. strong, solid bullpen, which is obviously not going to happen right now with right. Our, our guy back on the disabled list. We lost him to suspension. Now he's hurt, and we're losing him again. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a wreck. It's, it's a mess. Yeah, no, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to really quantify anything that's positive, especially when you look in the last week and see if as we go to the crown update that there's nothing I don't even really – I think this is my last crown update. I, yeah. didn't want, I wanted to talk about it before yeah. I just get rid of it. Okay. Lizzie hates it. A lot of people fucking hate it. But – we talked about this right when the crown first came out, and Estrubal Cabrera got the first one, and I said, listen, this could backfire because if they start giving out crowns after each win, what if shit goes south, and now you're celebrating if they won yesterday? Do you give the crown out? You just won one game in extra innings that you were winning um, to take one out of six on the road. You're going to give a crown out and have like, celebrate that? Like, it's, it's kind of the type of thing where 
I think the crown should be thrown out the window until you get back to 500. Retire that shit until you get back to 500. Then hit the reset button, start celebrating again, get the attitude back that you know we're we're in this, and then go from there. I think that for me, I don't know if you agree with this, but I want to be done with the crown count until until I'll be done with the notice. crown count. I the thing about the crown and the belt and all keeps these it light. Things, I get it. Yeah. Is that it's it's a fan mentality versus a player mentality because the players are sitting there and just like you know uh, it's better to go to an office where maybe your boss comes in and hands you beer at five o'clock and or you know quarter to five and you just kind of keeping it light and ah oh, man good week and this and that it's the exact same thing 162 games a long time to be to, to have that kind of mentality of like we can't have any fun until we start like you're not gonna it's like gripping the bat tighter doesn't help. Does, two it, two things I want to point on with or touch on with what you're just talking about. I watched Moneyball on the way home from vacation, and obviously now I could be GM because you watch the movie. And <laughs> but um, you know, if you remember the movie, uh, he traded Giambi because he was celebrating. They were losing like they were playing was, terribly. I don't yeah, know if that's fabricated. That, but whatever. That was uh, there He's was dancing art, on the art, table, artistic license, whatever. That, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, the same thing. I, I talked about this on my personal Twitter account. I think Sunday night in um, Fever Pitch. Yeah. The fans are sitting at the bar, you know, whatever his name yeah, is, they go down three, and they're all right. depressed and like, shit, man, hey, isn't that like Trot Nixon? And they're they're eating dinner, celebrating, and having a good time. They're like, yeah, man, like to them, this is a job. To us, it's like a passion, and and it's and it for them, who knows what it's like in that clubhouse right now? But something needs to be shooken up, and I don't think giving out crowns is going to really help them get back on the winning track. So, but, but is sitting there and brooding about it going to? do any better i don't know it might make us feel better that like oh they feel terrible and and you know everyone should feel terrible terrible right now i'm sure they do i top the bottom but that's the whole thing i'm sure they do and i'm sure that they feel like crap about it and i'm sure that they want to turn it around i just don't think that belaboring the point before we move on i do want to point out something cool that did happen a couple days ago our buddy dave maggio i actually posted a whole uh, story about this on our Facebook page, on, on our, our, our website, thesevenline.com. Our buddy Dave, who makes all the banners, made a big-ass Tim Tebow, Tebow time banner. I think it was 12 by 20 or something like that. Tebow saw it, invited him into the dugout afterwards. He met him, he signed it, took some photos. So really cool. Go to thesevenline.com and check out that story. But yeah, anyway, back to the crown count. <laughs> it's depressing. It's the last time we're going to show it. There's only been one crown since our last show. It went to Wheeler. They're 16 and 23. They are nine games under 500. No, uh, nine games behind Washington. It's, well, it's a mess. It's now technically it's eight and a half. Why they lost today? The Washington Nationals lost. Yeah, today. yippee. Good. So look, we picked up a half game and we didn't even know it. Things are. Listen, you gotta. I, I think it's time to concede the East. No, as a fan, you know you can't be sitting there and worrying about what Washington does every every. I still week. do though. I check that shit every day, and I, you know it's. I didn't check today. You just told me that they yeah. lost, but still. Like, but of course, I checked too. But I think that for everybody's sanity, you have to realize that. The Nationals are probably going to win the East, and the Cubs are probably going to win the Central, and we figure that there might be a three-horse race out West. There might not be. Maybe the Dodgers finally rise above that. After that, there's nothing in the National League. I mean, the Cardinals are a couple games over 500. The Brewers are playing way over their heads, um, as are the Diamondbacks. The Rockies are playing really well. The question is... If you play around 500 till about the trade deadline, which is what they did last year, can you turn it on? Can you ever get that run? Um, the problem is they seem intent on burying themselves <laughs> before they get to that point. So it's uh, it's it's a little tough. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Uh, 
I'm not willing to give up though yet. I'm not willing to give up on anything. No, no. And you know what it is too. You know, if you if you talk not poorly, but if you show any kind of passion or you try to be truthful with yourself and say, "Listen, this sucks right now. This is shitty." And then people like to hit you with, "Oh, PMA, positive like loyal to the last stop." Like, yeah, I'm not quitting. I'm still going to yeah. go there on Saturday with the crew and fucking cheer my ass off. Like it's it's it's, it's, it's you know, there are even people that too. That's like, "That's it. I'm just getting rid of my tickets." Like, okay. give me a fucking break. It's May. Yes, the the whole thing saying it's early. It's early. It does get tiring because it's not going to be early soon. And uh, I also don't like the whole thing with Terry. Like, we're not going to let this spiral out of control. Like, listen, well, it kinda, it's, it's already kind of out of control, yeah, Terry. Like, what well, his hands are tied. Control, yeah. So I understand the frustration from fans, and I also understand understand the frustration from you know from fans who might not like to cheer the way we cheer, then we all automatically are like the enemy to them. You know what I mean? It's like right. things go poorly and the seven line mentions are like a firestorm of like, oh, I guess uh, I guess you guys aren't loyal anymore. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you know, I'm still going to be there doing my thing on Saturday. It's like... I think... Th- I don't quite fans understand. Fans like start like getting at each other. Yeah. When shit's not going great in Mets land or whatever the fuck you want to call this fandom or community or I, fan base, I, they, they turn on each other. I said – it's it's crazy. I had to delete Twitter off my phone on Saturday night because I'm just like, I, I can't. I'm getting – I'm it's crazy. Getting it's like, to... can't we all just get along? Like, I guess not because that's that's not the world we live in. But I don't know. I don't I'd know. rather live a positive life. But I don't know. I just feel like it was – it's a little easier to go through these tough times uh, without social media just because it's so – there's so much negativity. I don't want to bother anything. me. Like I almost like feed into it. Like yeah. you know, I wrote something the other day. Like oh, uh, I I have cornrows right now for some fucking reason. I wrote out uh, rally roads are zero for one, and someone's like, oh, great life decision. I'm like, listen, buddy. Like if you really care that much about what my hairstyle is, you got problems. Number one, and like who gives a fuck? It's a haircut. It's a haircut. I wrote something yesterday. Like I'm so glad I got BMX back. I was riding yesterday. Yeah, so yeah. glad I'm riding again. I'm excited. I haven't ridden like consistently like this in like 14 years. And someone's like, oh, I guess you don't have to care about the Mets anymore. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, can anyone have any other kind of excitement in their life besides being glued to the fucking television? But yeah. Anyway. We digress. We have a lot to talk about here. And now, if you're watching this, uh, I did allude on all of our social media accounts that if you do sit with us at City Field or join us on the road, you are going to be very excited about tonight's guest from Clear. His name is Alex. He's a Mets fan, and he has a special offer for the Seven Line Army. If you're watching this right now, do myself and Brian a favor. We didn't even cheers tonight, so let's cheers really hey. quick. Share this on your timeline. Tell your friends about it. Um... Let them know that you're watching Orange and Blue thing. There's no game on tonight. We're going to be chit-chatting about Met stuff and drinking beers and playing a bunch of voicemails, and everyone seems to be pretty fired up. Yeah, everybody's in a good mood. Yeah, everyone's in a really great mood. And, you know, we say this every week. Everyone has, you know, we could post something and gets, like, hundreds of comments. Yeah. It takes two seconds to record a voice memo, yeah. and people are watching the show. If you want to be a part of it, just send us a voice memo or a video, and you can be on the show. It's not just Rally Man. Rally Man's great, but he's not the only commenter. You don't even have so, to wait on hold for two hours like you would Francesa. Yeah, totally. You Speaking know, of, I want to say about, you mentioned about not talking about Sports Talk Radio. I thought New York Sports Talk Radio was super fair to this organization throughout the, the really? last week. I oh. thought the hosts, I thought Joe and Evan did a nice job saying, you know, they're frustrated like we are because they're fans. I thought Francesa was incredibly fair to them. And I, I, you listen, okay. I'm, I'm a big, okay. I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a big jury familia guy. I personally like him as a player quite a lot. Um, and he, there was a whole debate after the Wednesday blown game before it came out that he had, you know, he had basically had to get surgery. That, yeah, and uh, it, it, you see all the fans um, 
tearing into the Mets because they gave Familia a blood clot. Yeah, I, I like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, again, it's totally Ray Ramirez's fault that uh, Familia has a blood clot. Yeah, there are some things that just aren't. People aren't very logical on their tweets sometimes, and, you know, it is what it is. But um, anyway, so before we get to our guest, we are going to play some. Uh, the voicemails are usually later in the show, but we are going to play one here and then get to our um, our poll. What's up, boys? Rob Savage at MrBet74 here. Um, checking in about your question about what can be done this season. Another uh, Seven Line Army member and I, Brian Gallucci, have discussed this for a while. Uh, we think Dan Worthen is a big problem and needs to be replaced. Uh, the pitching seems to uh, flourish and do uh, well under Viola's tutelage in the minors. And uh, as soon as they come up, they're shining, and they seem to regress. Their mechanics change. Uh, they get hurt, and um, they just definitely seem to go backwards. What do you guys think about the uh, replacement of Dan Worthen? See ya. Um, I like the word tutelage. Yeah, yeah, it's a good word. Um, I'll let you take this one because we talked about it before the before the show. Yeah, so um, Savage is always, always has good questions. This one um, I feel like is a little bit um, basically diagnosing a headache by cutting off your head. Um, I, I, so don't get me wrong. The pitching has been abysmal this year. Um, really, really bad. They have the worst staff ERA in the National League by what? Almost a half run. Um, that being said, we went back and I look, went back and looked at the, the staff ERA for the last few seasons, 3.57. That's third in the National League in 2016, 3.43. That was good for fourth in 2015, 3.49, which was good for sixth in 2014. So, I mean, the last three years, they're they're the you know better than average in the National League, top three, top four. The last two years, um, you know, you have to go back to really 2012 before they were really subpar, and they were 11th in the league with a 4.09. And that was you know days Jeremy Hefner and you know uh, Santana history basically, yeah, basically <laughs> Santana on on one arm and one knee. Um, listen. Uh, Dan Worthen, just because the pitchers are pitching poorly doesn't mean that the pitching coach needs to be fired. I know, but I think something has to change. And, you know, even when it's not his fault, remember, I don't know, three or four years ago, Memorial Day weekend, the bench coach got fired after the game. It was like on Memorial Day, on Monday, they lost the game. It was a late inning um, late inning loss. I can't remember exactly the story or what happened. You're usually better at this kind of shit than I am. But I remember getting the alert on my phone right afterwards. I was out at a Memorial Day party, and uh, they let go of the bench coach. I think it was a bench coach. So sometimes someone has to take the brunt of it. And yeah, like, I don't know. Are they going to pitch worse if Warden's not here? Maybe. Come on. Maybe. Give me a break. I, mean, I don't know. I You would think that they were going to improve towards the mean and that they would be better no matter who is the pitching coach. But we're talking about Year-long report. I agree that Frank Viola is a gem in this organization. I like Frank a lot, and I think he does amazing work down at AAA, and I hope that if he ever gets a major league job, you know, it will line up to when the Mets have an opening there so he can he can take the, the staff under his tutelage. So um, I, I, I really do love Frank Viola, and I agree that he's an asset. Um, that being said, I think Dan Worthen's an asset too. I think we just have to acknowledge that that this is not the staff that we thought we were going to have here. And when you got Sean Gilmartin and Rafael Montero and Tommy Malone, as serviceable as he's been the, his, in his two starts, when you have those guys throwing every week, you're not going to be very good. I, I, I mean, have I, you ever find out why Peterson wore that jacket all the time? He had a circulation problem. I think. All right. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not I'm to pretty, change the subject, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Rick <laughs> Peterson had a had some kind of circulation problem. So there. before we get to our poll here, we're gonna play another one, uh, also related to the whole disaster that is the Mets this week. Hi, this is Marissa from San Diego. I just wanted to ask you guys if Terry Collins were to be fired as manager, who would you bring in and why? Well, you kind of just said Viola, but. Well, I mean, I don't think Frank's ready. Uh, I mean, might be ready, but I don't think he's in line for. I don't think it's Backman? The manager. <laughs> please. <laughs> please. Um, uh, I don't think Terry's going to get fired, so I don't think it's really an issue. Um, I got to be honest with you. I haven't really looked at the candidates that are available. Um, and I don't think that um, that the Mets want to make a move there because I have to be honest. I mean, again, it's the same thing as Worthen. I don't know what firing Terry Collins does. And I, and I understand. I understand this whole idea that it's going to light a fire under them. Major League Baseball players do not need fires lit under them. Like, mm. I, they don't. They don't. They want to win. They, they This is part, especially the guys who aren't even getting paid yet. You know, the guy like. And Matt Harvey, he's making 4 or $5 million this year. You think Matt Harvey wants to suck? I mean, in a year and a half, he's going to be a free agent. He wants to get paid. So, I mean, it behooves him to be good. Well, yeah, especially walk years. You know, I mean, a lot of guys are on the last year, maybe last year with the Mets. And, you know, obviously guys want to win. But And injuries, well, the one thing I want to say here is the injuries have sort of cut Terry at, off at the knees. Because he can't, like, if, let's say Reyes. Like, Reyes... He might deserve a benching. Like he's run into some pretty stupid outs and oh my God. Uh, and and loafed his way into an out in Atlanta, which was an embarrassment. Neil Walker's played some really bad defensive fundamental baseball. I, like I heard somebody's talking about this yesterday, and it's true. They make inexcusable mistakes that when you are trying to build yourself up from a point where you put already put yourself into such a big hole and you're you're shorthanded as it is, that you can't make those kind of mental mistakes. You have to play perfect. Um, and they're not, and I don't know if that's a conviction necessarily on Terry, but what I will say is it's hard for Terry to say, hey, I'm going to go take this guy out of the lineup when nobody's producing, like, afterwards, what, if they, he really took out Reyes, let's say, in the middle of the game when he ran himself into an out yesterday, and what, that, what, was, I mean, that was horrible, but I mean, what, what were you going to do? Walker was tight, he couldn't, he needed the day off, so short of putting Flores at short, Reynolds or Reynolds at short and Flores at third, and then you swing TJ Rivera in and this and that, and then you cut your bench off because you're already playing with a short bench. I mean, what? It's it, this is a nightmare scenario that I, I it doesn't help Terry because even if he wanted to do something old managerially and like fiery, like a Gil Hodges kind of move, how how can he? Speaking of Terry, though, even though we're not too high on this guy, we do want to. I well, I wanted to play this just because. Um, this guy's off his freaking rocker, but let's play this video really quick. Uh, here we go. Lenny Dykstra nails. I'm driving around the streets of, uh, of Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, um, trying to figure out how this med club can be so bad. Um, and the only thing I can think of is, yeah, there's injuries. Yeah, that's part of the game. But what's not part of the game is the leader that isn't a leader. So seven years, um, he's made enough money. He's milked him for enough. He's got enough. Um, and it's time for him to go. Until Terry Collins goes, they're not going anywhere. 
All right, so then he kind of just rambled for another two minutes. But um, they're not going anywhere. Except, <laughs> they went to the World except Series. Except for the World Series two years ago. <laughs> I think that Dykstra is nuts. He he ended that clip by the way. He said, "What do you want me to do? Lie?" It's yeah. Like not exactly like he'd be unaccustomed to lying. <laughs> that's him trying to be the the next manager, right? No, um, I think that's him trying to get his buddy the next managerial yeah, spot. Yeah, Dykstra's never going to be a manager. I, but I wonder, I wonder why a guy with the guy with from the '86 Mets would have an axe to grind with the Mets organization. Who knows? But Dykstra's nuts. But I saw that, and he he posts like recap videos afterwards of, after each game, and I think you should just leave that to uh, Jim Brewer. But anyway, we posted the uh, the poll, and it said topic for tomorrow night's show, which is tonight's show. Weigh in. Uh, what one move would what would what one move could the Mets make to turn their season around? There's only four options on Twitter. Sorry for just scratching your leg. You, you could, you uh, <laughs> I got a lot of, I got a beef in these legs. <laughs> Call up Rosario and Smith or Smith, one or the other. Fire Terry, get a starting pitcher. Uh, nothing, they're dead. Nothing, they're dead. Actually, won with 31. percent But if you add up the other ones, that means people still think we're alive. So, yeah. I'm actually encouraged that Fire Terry didn't. You even come in second. Right, yeah. So nothing they're dead is 31%. <laughs> even though it looks like you voted for Fire Terry based on this uh, little thing here. Oh, I did actually. <laughs> I did vote on vote for Fire Terry, but that's only because I was trying to keep it even. I had four counts, so I voted for one on each account. Oh, there we go. There we so go, I was just okay. being right, impartial. Right. I voted for call up Rosario or Smith, and I would I wouldn't call up Dom Smith. So let's, let's just go because you know, we have yeah. to remember we, all, we are also on iTunes. Uh, nothing there dead was 31%. Yeah. Call up Rosario Smith was 26%. Mm-hmm. Fire Terry was third with 22%. And get a starting pitcher was 21%. I was going to write trade for a starting pitcher, but it didn't fit. So um, a lot of people were, were commenting that starting pitching isn't the problem. They're scoring runs. We have to go for uh, relievers. We have to get some bullpen help. The Mets just did get a guy who has a stellar ERA of like eight. So yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't like, know how much he's going to help. As John Heyman, I think, uh, oh, no, it was Joel Sherman wrote, the guys with the one ERAs aren't exactly available at the moment. So yeah. I like uh, the, the, the uh, realistic Mets fans to say, we, we should go get Scherzer. Yeah, because yeah, why, yeah, why not? The Nationals probably trade him. <laughs> uh, so, to the Mets, too. Yeah, We did ask for some comments here, and uh, I'll skim through this one from Fabio Muniz. Munoz, uh, he got the most likes on his comments, so I figure I'll read that one. I would demote Gaselman. Did I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> I would demote Gaselman, Montero, Salas, bring up some new young, young arms and take their place on the 40-man. Yeah, what, what new arms? I don't know. They can't do well, worse. That's sort of a big part of the <laughs> equation, isn't it? They can't do worse than what these guys are doing. Plus, it sends a message that if you don't pitch, you don't deserve a spot. Yeah. It's hard to blame Terry for our players being made of glass and underperforming, but I would fire our medical staff. It's just not our year. We're constantly getting injured and them rushing players back. They got to go. Our offense has been doing better, so it's hard to replace anyone except Ploiecki. Uh, second year, Jess Eccles doesn't matter who is steering this ship. Unfortunately, we have no team. Can't blame Terry guys. Everyone is either hurt or has a broken heart. Vincent Ascolace, the Mets need to send Montero to another dimension. That's how far away he needs to be from this team. If he comes into the game while it's on the line, it's a guaranteed loss. And then two from Instagram here, Steve.Markey. Fire Sandy, fire Terry, fire Ray Ramirez, fire Mark Boris, find new arms in the bullpen, trade Estrubel and Reyes, send Gaselman to Vegas. And the last one, which was actually my favorite, J-D-E Castro 909, just fucking do something. <laughs> I agree with that. They have to do something. They can't do nothing. Just sitting there and saying, oh, 
we're going to throw these guys back out, the, out there tomorrow and hopefully something sticks. That's not the way to go. Yep. So something needs to be done. Not saying someone needs to be fired, but something has to happen to change the Aura. scenario. Something. something. Well, that's what I, what I would say is. Going to send these guys a box of uh, uh, two dozen PMA shirts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I would say is call up Rosario, um, and here's why. One, the infield defense is very, very bad. Um, and it doesn't help that when, for example, on Wednesday you get a game-ending double play ball right at Wilmer Flores, and he botches it. Not only does he botch it, but he doesn't even get one out. I didn't see it. Was that that was that, that was, the was that that was in the ninth? Yeah, runner on first, one out against the Giants. That was, that was the matinee against the Giants. So that doesn't help. But if you put Rosario at short, let's say even when Cabrera comes back, you put him at third. Um, Reyes is a super sub, uh, makes your bench stronger. Rosario comes up. Let's face it. Right now, a lot of Mets fans do think they're dead. So there's not a lot of, oh, my God, so many expectations. Put him in a situation. And by the way, um, Cody Bellinger came up for the Dodgers. They're, they're a pretty good team. He's hitting the shit out of the ball. He has as much minor league experience as Ahmed Rosario, and he seems to be doing just fine. Guys, you know, organizations call up guys all the time. The, the Indians just called up their best outfield prospect yesterday. You know, guys call, uh, teams call up guys all the time and see what they can do. I, I'm tired of this. Well, you know, you, you don't want you do want to find. Is that a Super find, 2 thing? Is that, is that what it is, too? They got to come. Couple but couple Sandy said on the telecast that he, even though, despite it being a Super 2, I mean, had they sent down Conforto at the beginning of the year, and waited to call him up for uh, like a month, they would have gotten an extra year of team control, and they didn't do that. So in fairness to Sandy, while the Super 2 thing is always looming, and it makes sense to an extent, uh, he didn't do it with Conforto this year, and that was obviously the right choice. Um, I don't think you bring up Dom Smith, though. Uh, the reason why is because Lucas is not going to be here next year. He's in his walk year. Um, they're obviously, pro- I mean, most likely going to let him go. If they do keep falling down, you need Lucas to go on one of these torrid stretches where he hits like 10 home runs in seven games to try to move him for something. Because then you can call up Smith once you recoup something for Duda. Uh, you might get a comp pick or something based on if he just leaves via free agency. But I think ideally, if the season really does turn continue to turn south, uh, then maybe you can get something out of guys you know, like Duda and Walker in their walk year, and you want them here to prove that they're valuable to somebody, um, and then you can call up a, like a guy like Smith. So I say Rosario would change the whole narrative around the team. It would make the left side of the infield uh, defense much better. And then you got to think, would you watch this lineup for the rest of the year, even if they weren't that great? Uh, Rosario, Conforto, Cespedes, Bruce, Walker, Duda, uh, Cabrera, let's say when he comes back, and the catcher, whoever it is. I'd sign up. For Which, that. by the way, uh, TDA just started a uh, is set to start a rehab assignment, so he's on the on the mend and on his way back. Speaking of all those guys back, we we I did see a tweet the other day from Too Good in Sixteen, who you were just tweeting about like tattoos prior. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, I didn't get the photo of the tattoo of uh, Jazz. Big sorry, Jazz. Charlie. It was. <sighs> Damn it! I tried to, but our buddy Charlie, I think I retweeted it before, got a got a really sweet tattoo. Very today. cool tattoo. Incorporated the seven line in there and the old beagle. Was it beagle? Yeah. Uh, something the beagle, the mm-hmm. old Mets beagle that used to hold like a a pennant in his mouth. I'm sorry, Charlie. That's my bad. I'll I'll, I'll retweet it later. But yeah. too good in sixteen wrote getting back yo. 
Wait. Getting back Yo like getting four hitter at deadline. Getting back Noah like getting ace at deadline. Getting back Familia like closer at deadline. So we do have some guys waiting in the wings that if they do come back and they do produce, we are kind of like a, a, a new team. Totally. You know, for se- the, like for I said before, though, can't bury yourself so that you're not no, in the situation no, to totally, capitalize No, of course. Um, so we are going to get our guest on the on the line here. But before we do, I forgot to talk about this. The Conforto t-shirts that we that we Yeah, dropped. where's my Conforto? I ordered it right on Sunday. Where's my Conforto shirt? I wasn't in the country. <laughs> where's my Conforto shirt? Seven line prime. Uh, shout out to uh, Adam and Lizzie. They held the fort down while I was gone for a week. I was still pretty active on social media because I did have Wi-Fi at the resort. And... Um, the first time we dropped it was when he hit the home run into our section on Tuesday night. And uh, I'm so disappointed that this didn't save. But I was recording the crew before the home run. I held the phone up. I put it on Instagram Live. I said, like, hey, guys, watch this. It's going to be a home run. He's going to do it right now. And then he hit the home run into our section. Did it almost land near you? How close uh, were you to it? I don't know because I was in the freaking bed. No way. Yeah. Oh, my God. This guy in the bathroom. Um, so, anyway, I was holding the phone. If you see a photo of a screenshot of, like, uh, our crew, my hand's in the air. The phone was live the whole time. Us celebrating. Lucho caught the ball behind us. He's holding it up. It was incredible. Um, but, unfortunately, it didn't save. But, anyway, if you ordered that night, you definitely have your shirt by now. If you ordered the second batch, which dropped on Sunday. They didn't ship yet. We hope they ship tomorrow. It's a lot of work. They have to be printed, hang-tagged, neck-tagged, folded, bagged. Uh, sticker on, has to go on to say what size it is. It's a lot of work. It's mm-hmm. more, than, more than just the printing. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even in the country. So <laughs> I, um, we are still a small operation. There's only three people yeah, that work there. Yeah, yeah. So when I was gone, 33% of the people were gone. Even though I barely pack and, and ship anymore. Anyway, Lizzie and Adam have been holding it down. Who actually, he got like a 3.91 GPA. Is Adam? That, is that good? Yeah. I don't know. So uh, shout out to Adam. Uh, 4.0 he, is, is, is like the best. A's, yeah, man. yeah. So he got his uh, report card, I guess, today, and he's and he's killing it at school. So good job, Adam. I didn't know what you were hiring, like a rocket scientist Look to, at this. to pack T-shirts. So I love Adam. I think that uh, he, he's probably too qualified for the job. But anyway, <laughs> uh, for, for a Conforto shirt, I did save one. And I am going to give it away for free right now. So all you got to do is share the show, tell your friends you watch an orange and blue thing. And at the end of the show, I'll pick someone out. We'll do it randomly live here and send you a free T-shirt. So share the show right now. We're going to get Alex from, from uh, Clear on the line. But share the show. Tell your friends you're watching it. And we will pick one later and you'll win a free shirt. It's time to welcome in tonight's guest. We'll take, give him a – it'll be a nice reprieve from the uh, oh-so-great conversation we have going on here. Uh, he's here to tell us a very, about a very exciting offer that is only available to members of the Seven Line Army. His name is Alex Majid. Is that, did I say that right, Alex? Majid? Uh, Ma- Maggot. Maggot. Maggot, okay. Uh, he is a sports partner, sports partner manager at Clear. Alex, welcome to the show. What's up, man? What's up, fellas? How you doing? We're doing all right. We're just we're bitching doing. about the mess, drinking beers and <laughs> hanging out. Cheers. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Hell yeah, drinking the vodka there out of clear. So um, we wish we were having you on for, uh, you know, under di- different circumstances when the Mets are playing well. But uh, we know you're a Mets fan, and last week has been pretty rough. Have you been watching the games? Uh, yeah, pretty much every single game. And I was joking around with one of my buddies. I feel like it's a heroin addiction. I just I, I just keep watching and just it keeps hurting more and more. But uh, I get zero zero satisfaction out of it. Yeah, it's no. just a uh, loss after loss right now. It's tough, man. It's tough. But, you know, what, what are you going to do? You know, you got to turn your kind of head back to the good times. Um, you're a little younger than I am. So who's who's your Mets team? Like I talk all the time about how. 
the 99-2000 teams are sort of like my team, you know, the one I associate the most with. For Is it that 06 team for you, or is it something I'm else? I'm actually going to – yeah, I'll be honest there. I've, I think I've blocked out that 06 team as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, so I actually remember growing up watching that 99-2000, mm-hmm. like those teams with Olerud. I, I think I'm pretty sure I had a Ray Ordonez poster over my bed when I was a little kid. So I definitely remember those teams out and I, uh, I was actually a big Timo Perez fan. I, I don't think I've ever forgave him after uh, he didn't run from first when Todd Zeal hit that ball against the Yankees in the yeah. uh, in the Subway Series. I still can't believe that ball didn't get out. That's uh, that too. Every every single time, ghosts at that place, man. <laughs> Before we move on, though, I, I have your photo on the screen. I know you can't see it because we're 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 running through Skype. But um, I got your picture on the screen with you. You know, nice suit and tie. But the one in your Gmail, like your 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 photo, your default on Gmail, it's you and Kevin James dressed in Mets uniform. So what the hell is that about? How did yeah, that happen? So, uh, yeah, last year at a previous job, I had the opportunity to play in a Mets partner game. So it was probably like 40 people out on the field, and we got to play in a nine-inning game. No it was, way. Uh, it was awesome, and Kevin James was there. Uh, Linda Cohn from ESPN was there, and uh, a few other celebrities. But I, uh, I made sure to grab a photo with Kevin uh, when I had the chance. That's sick. Did they actually let you play on the diamond? Yeah, yeah, no, we uh, we played. So I played a little bit of shortstop, a little bit outfield, and then uh, I think I had like three different at bats. So it, it was an awesome experience. I've seen it before where they do like the even the company outing, like the Mets like staff plays, and they can't go on the diamond. They're always like very strict about the diamond. So that's that's definitely yeah, so, a nice perk you had there. Yeah, we uh, they, they pretty much. They, they gave us full unis, uh, the 86 racing stripe unis, but they uh, they told us we couldn't wear spikes out there. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. overall, amazing experience, and especially growing up as a Mets fan, something I'll never forget. Very cool. All right, well, Alex is here to talk to us um, about the, his company, which is called Clear. Um, before we get too deeply into it, I think it would help if you explained what Clear does and um, especially why it's relevant for uh, for Mets fans. Yeah, for sure. So we have our own lanes at City Field. So it's the fastest way to get into the game. So think of it as you have your own VIP security lane to avoid the long lines, especially knowing when there's the bobblehead giveaways or T-shirt giveaways, knowing the fact that you're able to skip those long lines and you have your own lane to get into the stadium. And uh, ultimately, the best part about it at sports stadiums, it's completely free. So I know like the Seven Line Army, you guys come to a bunch of games. So ultimately... If you guys are going to more than five, ten games a year, it's kind of a no-brainer to sign up for free to have your own line to get into the stadium. Very cool. That's awesome. So what about signing up? Um, it's a pretty easy process, isn't it? You can do it right at City Field. Yeah, exactly. So we have two different enrollment locations and then lane so one of our one enrollment location is out at the rotunda right near the main apple and i'm pretty sure you guys are going to be out there on saturday tailgating so all you guys have to do is uh you can either start your enrollment online you can go to clearme.com slash enroll slash the letter p and then slash seven line army so you can start your enrollment online and that actually also gives you three months free airport membership so the way we we work is uh sports stadiums is completely free and then airports cost money but knowing the seven line travels and follows the team around uh it's kind of a no-brainer we're nationwide at, at airports and the way it works at airports is once again you have your own lane to walk get through the airport and then you're brought directly to the front of the TSA line, which is sick. So I just, flew, all... 
That's awesome, man. I just flew, and I wish that they had clear when I was flying the other day. But the um, if you're watching this live, the the you can't see it, Alex. But on the screen is the link: clearme.com/enroll/p/7lineArmy, just like Alex said. But also, if you're watching live um, in the comments area, it's the p- first pinned comment that you can look at right now with the direct link to sign up. So um, yeah, so there's there's no uh, there's no missing. Uh, the deal here. So we appreciate you guys hooking us up with that. So um, now that, uh, you know, signing up is very easy and, and you guys couldn't make it easier than it already is, but uh, now that they can use it at city field, but at, also at the airports, uh, where, what airports are you guys in? Cause we're, we're going to Houston, St. Louis and Seattle this year. I don't know if you guys are in those places, but how do Mets fans like take advantage of that when they're flying as well? Yeah, exactly. So what they do, kind of what you just talked about, is signing up and using that seven-line Army promo code. Uh, So they can either start their enrollment at the stadium or start the enrollment online. And then the way they finish their enrollment is we capture your biometrics. So what that means is you put your fingerprints down uh, and – that one-time enrollment and then every time you enter either into the stadium or the airport you put your fingerprint down we say what's up uh darren how you doing welcome enjoy your flight or enjoy the game so on so be it so we are currently at the houston airport and the seattle airport so what for example if you're flying out of new york you can either use it at LaGuardia, jfk or westchester and then you would be able to use it on the way back as well flying out of seattle or houston unfortunately we're not in st louis yet but uh uh, we are nationwide in over 20 markets right now. Cool. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. Get three free months of Clear by visiting clearme.com using the promo code 7LINEARMY. For more information on Clear, check out clearme.com. Alex, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll see you out at City Field on Saturday? Yep. I will see you guys there. Looking forward to it. And uh, let's go Mets. And also, let's the go fans got to remember, Saturday is a giveaway day. That's right. So, so I think you, that you, you want can... your David Wright starting lineup. Use the clear line, sign up, start your enrollment, and uh, and get in there so you can beat the crowd. Yeah, I always say, uh, you know, I'd rather tailgate than care about the giveaway. But now that we have clear, Best especially three months free of clear, now you can hang out a little bit longer at the tailgate, get in, still get your bobblehead or whatever the hell the Mets are giving away that day. But thanks a lot, Alex. We appreciate it. And um, we'll be sure to tell fans about it. We yeah. appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. No problem. Later, man. Bye. All right, Alex from Clear, that was awesome. Uh, that's a great dude. I mean, to just save, I, I usually fly out of Islip, so like normally you don't even need it at Islip. I know, because but it's kind of dead. But I've when we flew out of JFK, man, to to, to a couple times, that security line was like an hour and fifteen minutes. I was freaking out because i'm like am i gonna miss my flight this and that you don't even have to worry about that stuff that's awesome yeah and if you follow clear on um on their twitter account just at clear which i'm surprised that was actually available they must they must have bought that from someone but whatever at clear you see all the photos that fans actually not fans I, i call everyone fans uh travelers take photos at the uh the airports with just like a crazy line and they're like well i got right through and the cool part about it we didn't speak about it with alex but i found out recently some a friend of mine has clear the um you know the tsa pre-check line yeah you cut that line that's awesome. so if there's a line on that and you have clear they just bring you to the front of the line so i think the the uh what what they promote is from basically getting out of your cab or getting dropped at the curb to through security in under five minutes that's insane so you know normally when you try to like get two hours, three hours ahead at the airport, yeah. you can kind of give yourself a little bit more leeway now. So that's great. That's I'm definitely signing up. That's fucking sick. There you go. So we roll on here on Orange and Blue Thing, episode 21, still uh, airing our grievances as we truck right along. We have a couple more voice memos to get to, don't we? I miss Rally Man. 
Yeah, he didn't. It wasn't a. He wasn't. He no wasn't part of the show last week, but he's back. Okay. Good. Hey, fellas. Now, with all the injury woes we've suffered over these last couple of months, who takes the fit of the blame? Is it ownership, management, uh, the medical staff, the players? Um, where do we start making changes on a real level? And as always, this is your rally man from Five One Five and the Big Apple. So we were kind of just talking through that whole thing, but uh, he but wants I, to know where the changes get made. Well, and, and here's it's, here's one change that might get made. We we just got an alert. On I'm sure, you guys got to do if you're yeah, watching. if you're watching that uh, that Stephen Matz and Seth Lugo are both going to start their uh, rehab assignments at Class A St. Lucie along with Travis Darno um, today. Oh, today. So I mean, that means that these guys are going to be back imminently. Um, listen. The, the, substantively, for, with the team, the best thing you can do is get guys healthy. And the only thing that the existing crop of players can do to mitigate the uh, the the situation at hand is to play better. That's that, that's it. I I don't really I know people like to say bring up the young kids, bring up some arms from Vegas. If these guys that they thought these guys were going to help, they'd be up. Um, so listen, I mean. For me, it's called Presario, and like I said before, I don't want to uh, repeat myself, but that's that's what I would do. So we'll see. We'll see if they actually do it. Hey, guys. This is Brew down in Florida. That's right. There's two of us. <laughs> uh, my question is, you got your outings. You uh, come down here for spring training. You go to a Cyclones game. So I wonder if you'd ever considered uh, doing an outing in Vegas to go watch the 51s. Oh, my. Probably not, unless it's like someone's bachelor party. Yeah, I don't know if we know anyone that's getting married soon besides Mets bro, but uh, I don't think he's having a. Ba- I don't know anything about his bachelor party, but it's probably not in Vegas. But if it ends up where one of our friends is getting married and it's it happens to be on the same weekend that the fifty ones are home, then maybe or or what? There's one other option. What's that? Tebow time. We go out there for Tebow? I would. I think I'd go out. There Fuck that! You don't even come to Seven Line Army uh, outings. I You're think, gonna go there for Tebow? Uh, well, first of all, Fuck that! If that Vegas. happened, then w- w- this show would be over. <laughs> if you went to a, te- if you, you wouldn't, flew- if hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's it. If hold on, hold on. If Tim Tebow makes it to Triple A, which is further than like Michael Jordan made it in baseball, you wouldn't be interested to, I would, try to but tie that in. I'd be also very interested to go to San Diego with fourteen hundred Mets fans Dude. and watch Bartolo Colon hit a home run. I. Fuck okay. that. Hold on, this hold on, hold on. <laughs> Next time in the outing, I want you to Show's guarantee over. me that the 280-pound fat man is going to hit a home run, and then I'll buy a ticket. Show's over. And drag my ass clear <laughs> across the country. Oh, man. The, uh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Vegas is a... So, Vegas I don't know. We have to get to Binghamton first. We haven't been up, been up there yet. And Plunk, you know Plunk? Eileen Plunkett? No. She's uh, on the, the booster club with uh, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies now, and Rumble she's a season ponies. ticket holder with us. She's been asking me to come up there for a while with the group, and we definitely have to do that first. I used to live in Binghamton. I love that area, which not that many people say, but I do love Binghamton. And uh, we'll, ven- we'll eventually get up there. It's not going to happen this year. We have 22, actually 20 outings now because we canceled Bronx Invasion, but we have 20 outings this year, so we kind of have our hands full. But we will eventually get to Binghamton first. If anyone wants to get married and invite us out there to Vegas, then maybe we'll go out no, there. No, apparently but, I can't go or else or no, I'll fuck get that. in trouble. You just said you'd rather go see a 
Tebow outing, then you know I'm go, just busting your. No, balls. you're not. Yeah, I am. I uh, well, first of all, it's hard enough to get me somewhere in a day trip. You think I'm gonna be? You think I'm gonna drag my ass to Vegas to see a football player play baseball? <laughs> Probably not. Come on, man. So anyway, we did tell you guys that uh, we do have McFadden's update. Obviously, you guys were crushing the $2 beers, <laughs> so changes had to be made because McFadden's is not a charity. and um, Debatable. They were, they were losing money. So uh, instead of it being 75% off, it's now 50% off on the Bud and Bud Light bottles, and every single draft is now 5 bucks. Every single well is now $5 as well. So... The the prices were two four four. Now it's four five five. Two dollars more. Big freaking whoop. Uh, it's still peanuts compared to what you spend once you get inside. Um, whatever. It's not a bad thing. No, it's fine. I mean, it's still great. I'd rather pay fifty percent off than full price any day of the week. I think two dollars was a little too ambitious. I mean, you know what it was? I, I asked the 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 new manager there for like some kind of paragraph or comment or something I could read. And in our conversations back and forth, she was basically saying. I think they severely underestimated the group size and the amount of shirts that are out there now, especially now that the city perk patrol is shooting out a shirt every yeah. night. Free, free $2 beers, basically. <laughs> yeah. So you can basically catch the orange, uh, this is home shirt, and then you just walk downstairs and drink for $2. Yeah. So obviously, they were getting crushed. So $4 is not a bad deal. It's still 50% off. And um, I think that's effective immediately. If you've got the $2 deal for the first month and a half, then good for you. Um, I actually only got to go twice because, obviously, we don't go to as many games. We have the baby. We live in Suffolk County. But um, speaking of McFadden's, we also did hear about uh, a friend of the McFadden's family named Rob who is going through a very tough time right now. We wanted to at least uh, spread the word about that. So they are having a benefit at McFadden's on June 11th. It's $100 to get in. Doors open at 1 o'clock. It goes till 5 p.m. And 100% of the proceeds go towards Rob and his family and his recovery. So um, Rob suffered a rare, severe stroke that caused damage to his brainstem and the loss of his motor skills. Um, so McFadden's is, is putting this together with an open bar and a buffet, a silent auction, raffles, door prizes, a casino. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the casino means, but maybe it's... Um, Maybe it's games and all the money that they collect goes to charity. I'm not really exactly sure. But also there is a, uh, a bunch of great prizes. There's a golf outing with Mark Wahlberg part of this. And uh, Rob is – we are, I'm sure our paths have crossed throughout the years. I used to be in somewhat of the bar scene. I used to work out in the Hamptons, and Rob had his hand in a lot of, lot of things back in the day. So uh, just a little bit about him. He's from Elmhurst. He, he was a part of the Foggy Goggle and, and Porky's family. He's now a restaurant consultant. Uh, with his hand in Salt and Merrick, Mesita and Parlay in Rockville Center. And the website is PrayForRobV.com, and that will direct you to the link to purchase tickets for the event. Again, it's June 11th at McFadden's at City Field from 1 o'clock to 5 o'clock. You guys know where McFadden's is for sure. Um, tragic story, and uh, we're, we're pulling for Rob, and we're, we're hoping for the best for the, for, for the scenario, and, and it's, it's a terrible story. You don't want to hear anything like this, especially with someone who's young. He's got a family. He's got two kids, so do what you can, and if you can't make it, you can still purchase raffle tickets on the site. So go to PrayForRobV.com. It's pray. You know how to spell pray. For Rob, and then V-E-E.com. So PrayForRobV.com. The link is on our page right now. If you're looking at the live show, there is a uh, the link is on the screen here. So go to that, check it out. There also is a Facebook page if you want to like that and, and stay up to date with with all the news. 
So check that out. I don't think I can make it, but you should if you're around. Yeah, absolutely. So we do have an outing Saturday. They haven't won since our last outing. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to say our good luck charms, but I'm almost. I'm going to guarantee a win Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will guarantee a win if they don't pitch to Mike Trout at all. <laughs> I think there. Yeah, you were saying earlier you got to walk him. Right? I said there is no reason Mike Trout should go anything but O for O with 12 walks this weekend. Uh, in in, I'm being pretty much serious, but in all seriousness, this is his first trip to City Field. I was going to say this is one of our rare opportunities to get to see one of the best baseball players. In history. It's like you were saying when you were a kid, you were excited to get to the ballpark to see the matchup against whoever because someone was coming to town. Exactly. That's who was how it again? I, can't who I, was. I love Barry Bonds. Barry yeah, maybe, bon- no, I don't know if it was that story, but it was but, one of your stories. But oh, it was uh, when I wanted to see the Brewers because they were coming over from. That's right. And then it ended up being Piazza's, Piazza's first game. game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's the exact same thing. I mean, in an era that we uh, get to see all these guys. All the time. You can throw on MLB.tv or whatever. You can see any game anytime you want. The reality is is that on the East Coast, we don't get to see Mike Trout very often. They come to Yankee Stadium only once a year, um, and we're probably not going to go to Yankee Stadium. So it's an incredible opportunity to see a guy who is on track to be one of the best baseball players that's ever lived. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable to think what this guy's been able to accomplish. So get out there this weekend, support the Mets, and you have a front row seat to see one of the premier athletes to ever play the game. Yeah. So I'm, just, I'm, I'm excited to go to the game. Number one, because I love going to the games with, with our group. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And I like seeing everybody. And, and, and the excitement always starts in the tail, in the tailgate and, and the, the parking lot. It's weird to say that you can almost have not as much fun in the parking lot as you can in the game, but you get to the game, you see your friends. You might, might not have seen since the last outing. Maybe sure. you missed the last outing. You haven't seen people in a month or so. Um, I'm fired up for the tailgate because I was away for a week. The Mets lost for a week, and they haven't won since the last time we were there. But I think just in general, to get on, get back on the right mindset of caring about not just the team, but also the friendships and the family and the community and the good times and the reason why you are a part of this group. And um, I don't know, man. Win or lose, we're going to still be out there. And people like to talk shit because that's just what they do. That's the internet. And the whole PMA and loyal to the last out and whatever the fuck you want to say about our group, I don't give a fuck. We're going to be out there doing our thing. And the tailgate party is not the top priority, but you should totally come and join us. It doesn't matter if you're sitting with us. It doesn't matter if you're going to be up in the upper deck or whatever they call it, promenade, mezzanine, whatever the hell it is. And uh, you want to just meet some fun people before you go in. Come down, look for Brian, me, Andrew, Lizzie, Adam, whoever, rally man, and just introduce yourself, and uh, you'll have a great time. So Saturday, game's at 7.15. I don't know why it's not 7.10. Is it on uh, Fox or something? Yes, it is nationally So it's a nationally televised game. Uh, we'll be out there maybe three or four-ish. I don't know. I'm looking to carpool that day. I might try to turn it up a little bit. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> I got to turn it up on uh, last week. When? Tuesday. Tuesday night? Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't been. To- Do you remember? Uh, so Mike had the sign, Hunter Pence doesn't ETV. Eat the, yeah, ETV. And, uh, <laughs> and you go, should I tweet this? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I go, yeah. So he he goes to his phone. He looks back. He's like, are you, are you drunk? <laughs> because I feel like you would normally tell me not to tweet this. It's like. Yeah, it only yeah. went it only went downhill from there pretty much. But, but yeah, Wheeler's on the mound and um, you know, he was he we pitched our last outing as well last Tuesday when they haven't won since. So hopefully he has a repeat performance and um uh, 
he wins. And Jake's going tomorrow. The skip and Gesellman obviously pitched out of the bullpen. I thought he did a decent job out of the bullpen yesterday. I missed it. Okay, so he, I missed so much of this last week. It's like ridiculous. So Gasselman did a nice job out of the bullpen yesterday. I shouldn't even be on the show, to be honest. Yeah. I probably know less about. Well, you mess. kicked me off for not going on any away outings. I, I probably, so we have no show. I'm sorry. I, I know less about the Mets than almost like half the tw- half of Twitter. But um, whatever, we're running the show and you're watching it. So thank you. Um, we're going to get to some Facebook Q and A and then turn this thing off. We're actually a little earlier than I thought. We we like to keep it around an hour during game nights. There is no game tonight, boom, boom. and we're still under an hour, which is actually we're surprising. We're clicking. We're clicking on all cylinders. So let's uh, chat a little bit. If you've got some stuff you want to it. talk about, write some comments. We'll try to give our best uh, answer to it. It doesn't have, even have to be Mets-related. You want to fucking get some advice on how to ask a girl out at high school? Let us know. We'll, we'll try to help you out. But. Yeah, we will help you out. <laughs> I was not as successful in high school as I was after high school. But actually, I had a girlfriend in high school, so I didn't Yeah, me neither, really. I didn't blossom until I was like 18. Yeah. <laughs> I, what, I'm not actually. I'm not going to go any further, any further before I get myself. In before trouble. we get to the comments, did you watch? I missed the whole thing because I was out of the country. But um, the Jeter ceremony. I, I watch watched the whole. Th- well, my wife's a massive Derek Jeter. And when Yankees was that? Fan. Sunday night or Sunday, Sunday day? I uh, Sunday night. They had a they had a day night doubleheader, but they did the ceremony at night. I was um, actually surprised they did that because usually something like that they want to kind of milk it and not have it on a holiday. And I think Mother's Day and Father's Day is always a pretty big draw he, anyway. He specifically asked for it to be on Mother's really? Day because he's very close to his mother, and his mother. Means you know what it is? <laughs> that that's why it was on Mother's Day. I don't. Know. I thought I it was strange. Like, did you see the ticket prices? Yes. Like real. Not, I'm saying. You're not. I hate saying the word "real fan," but the the fan that can't afford to spend excess of a hundred dollars for a bleacher suit or whatever the hell they went for. I think it was even way more than that. Get priced out and can't enjoy that 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 ceremony. So I mean, it is what it is, and the same shit happens for Rangers playoffs. Like the real. Diehard fans that are there during the season, let's say, or even Islanders fans, you know, they didn't make the playoffs this year. But it's okay. I'm not going to be offended. No, but you know what I mean. Like the when it gets time to paying for the ticket prices and and it becomes astronomical, the the fans that are there day in and day out during the season can't go to that type of of game or ceremony. So I that will kind of I will say but. I was on StubHub and for my you know for my wife this was her first Mother's Day so we decided that that's not probably the best way to spend her first Mother's Day at Yankee Stadium but I, I looked because I took her to Mar. Mariano Rivera's last game at the stadium, and that was cool. It was really, it was cool to be there, you know, from a historical perspective. Yeah. And um, so I would have been fine going there. Like Harvey take, for Jeter's last game, right? Right, yeah, exactly. Speaking of, though, did you see that Budweiser commercial? Uh, yes, but I, I just I want, didn't share it. I almost wanted to and be like, you it know It was what? very, very well done. Put the very, sword away for well a second. Done. Yeah, you know, the, the rivalry between the Mets and the Yankees is, is cool. Um, it's fun. Half the shit I write about, like, uh, you know, Mets and Yankees rivalries is just to rile people up because it's fun. But uh-huh. I was going to retweet it and I didn't. But that commercial was awesome. Like, if you haven't seen it, look for it. Budweiser, Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. They replaced every two in New York City with they. They took it down. Like they would retire two yeah. from like a deli sign or a fire department or whatever. And then at the end of the commercial, they replaced it with two in the pinstripes in the circle. So it was really well put together. And I, um, I just will say though that what you're saying about the fan being blacked out. I looked at that. I was on StubHub. Five seconds after they announced the ceremony, and I was already priced out. So I was priced I out last I, night. Was I, Metallica and uh, Coliseum. I, I wanted to go to that. And then, oh, I, if anybody got one of the, if anybody was there and got one of those really, really cool um, fisherman-inspired Metallica shirts, 
hit me up because if it's my size, I, I might want to buy it from you. Um, they probably were, like eighty bucks. They were a very hot item last night, um, and yeah, they the, were very. Cool. You know what it is? I, I looked at afterwards last night or in the middle of the afternoon. Our, our buddy Pete McNally was there, and he was on the he was on his way on the train, and I was kind of following along his journey and liking all of his shit. But you could have got in for like eighty, ninety bucks last night. Yeah. At that point, it was too late. I didn't want to miss anything. I didn't even know who that band was that opened up for Metallica, but oh. that would have been cool. It would have been like my fourth or fifth time seeing them. But um, any any questions here? Yes. Um, I just also wanted to say about the Jeter ceremony. I actually thought it was very it was understated to an odd degree. I thought you had to go a little bit bigger for Derek Jeter, but whatever. Maybe that's the way he wanted it. Although Carlos Beltran started a new Yankees tradition with the uh, Monument you Park see, Blazer. A, a- Rod wasn't invited or something. I don't know. I don't. I don't buy into all that A Rod Jeter stuff. I don't know what's going. He's on. He's calling his first ever game tonight. A Rod. He's in the booth. Yeah. With who? I have no idea. Cap- but I read it today. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, and he's uh, gonna be on Shark Tank. And I didn't make Shark Tank, by the way. Oh, you did not. No, you oh. had to be called within the first two weeks, and it's past two weeks, and I didn't oh, get well. called. So fuck it. Oh well. Um, okay. Uh, Daniel Jimenez says, uh, did you pick a top slogan for Seattle yet? Um, not yet, but I liked, um, Queens court because the Kings court's there. It's a one in five chance that we're going to be up against Felix, but either way, who cares? Everyone knows that Kings court is their thing. So we might go with Queens court, going to mock up some ideas and, and, and roll, roll it out. But, um, there were, were a bunch of good ones, but, you know, I'm going to call her out because, she, you know, she's our friend. Kate goes, why don't you do something that's Starbucks related? She with... does that every time with the arch, too. And it's... Why don't you do something with Starbucks and Mr. Med and this and that? And I'm like, listen, you know the answer to that. You can't. You can't. It's, yeah. it's, it's against the law, the trademark law, to start messing with the Starbucks logo. So You don't want to mess with the USPTO. Yeah, we're not, we're not making that. But uh, there were a lot of good ideas. There was... Um, Oh, shit, was it? Uh, smells like team spirit instead of I team like spirit. That. I saw a couple people. But things that are confu- that, I've, I'm learning. Jesse said that too. Things that are confusingly similar fall under trade dress law, and I'm not looking to get sued. So, no. um, I try to steer away from that kind of stuff. Now we're too on the radar now to be messing around with shit like that. You know. Yep. Um, Charles Sinclair just checks in. I don't know if this is accurate, but I'm I'm sure if he's saying it, it might be, uh, and probably is. Apparently, Matt's had back-to-back one, two, three innings in St. Lucie, if he's throwing right now. Um, I'll take a question for myself. James Williams wants to know, am I excited for NXT Chicago? What um, the fuck is that? It is WWE's developmental. Um, oh, it's like Raw? It's uh, it's like basically they're minors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yes, I, I think it should be a good card. I'm interested to see what kind of reception Hideo Itami gets because... Trying to do a GTS in Chicago in front of a bunch of CM Punk fans might get a little dicey. Um, Matt, Is that the UFC guy? Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yes. We did. We did we watch watched, that together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We went out for the CM Punk fight in September, and uh, it you were was, pumped up, man. You had your T-shirt. I on. did. I had a Punk T-shirt on. I was very excited. I, I thought. I was almost going to say to you, I was like, this is like wearing a Metallica shirt to a Metallica concert. And it was. It did I say was. that to you? I don't know if no, I was you thinking didn't, it. You were thinking it. So, we didn't really hang so out thanks much. thanks for talking shit about it. <laughs> no, uh, no. We hung out all night. No, no, we didn't hang out much before that, like, oh, in public yeah, besides yeah. Mets games. In public. And I didn't, in private, we hung out. I didn't want to say to you, like, hey, dude, like, um, is this... Is this when have you ever had a hard time busting my balls before? <laughs> I want to know. Matt Greco wants to know, um, do we have pregame plans, speaking of uh, Seattle, for Seattle and or St. Louis? Not yet. My cousin lives in Seattle, so he's working on it. Um, St. Louis, did you hear that a woman got shot in the stadium? 
Oh, uh, yeah, by a stray bullet that yeah. was shot outside. So, like, I did then, see that. then I got an email from some guy who's a, who's a Mets fan who lives in the area. He's like, listen, you should kind of, like, be selective on where you stay. Well, so I guess the neighborhood, like, after the game's over and then the crowds clear out, it gets a little sketchy. So I don't know exactly where we're going to – I didn't even book my my room yet. I, mm-hmm. I should probably get on that. Kelly's probably watching this now and saying, I've been telling you this every day. Why don't yeah. we book our room? But, um, yeah, i got to do some research because I hear the area isn't that nice once the fans leave. And that was the same thing at the old uh, Turner Field. That whole area near yeah. where, where the Braves played was real freaking sketchy. So Hit up Nelly on Twitter and see if he has any recommendations. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, so I, I don't really know what the pregame plan is yet for St. Louis. I'm going to work on it. But okay. I know that Brewer – is doing stand-up the night before. So we oh, might cool. try to go to the stand-up on Friday, our outings on Saturday, kind of like what we did in San Diego. So we'll see. Excellent. Um, Ricky Jewell says, BYOB at the tailgate or a fair share? We've talked about this before. Bring something. But Yeah, and if you can't, like somebody else said, I, I'm lost to oh, Steve uh, Boreo, um, if how I'm on the train, how am I supposed to get beer? Listen. Uh, Bring a backpack. You can. You, but how many beers are you gonna drink? You well, a twelve pack. One of the recommendations, like a backpack, would be a good recommendation. My thing is always just don't take without asking. Like if oh, you can always come up to my cooler if I have a couple of beers and be like, "Yo, man, can can uh can I have one?" That's fine, but whatever. Um, anyway, yeah. Also, if you're if you want to use that, not excuse, but if you're if you're worried about your beer, yo, chill out. <laughs> they just wanted the reaction. My buddies are outside knocking on the fucking window. Um, yeah, if you want to uh, bring beers to the game, which which is encouraged, the uh, don't worry about them staying cold. There's definitely plenty of cooler space once you get there. So just throw a 12-pack in a backpack, throw it in someone's cooler when you get there, and uh, there's always plenty of beers to go around. And a lot of people that bring coolers leave with more beers than they brought. So yeah. we've never run out of beer. That's happened to me. And um, we were, also, I, I was talking about this last time. We've got to maybe make this into a T-shirt. We're undefeated at tailgating. I like that. We have never lost at tailgating. Oh, so on my orange and blue thing T-shirts. Oh, yeah, we've got to do those too. Yeah, well, all right. Well, first I want my Conforto <laughs> shirt to ship. Uh, Christian Garzon said, um, did we read the ESPN article about uh, Mets injuries? I believe that was by Jerry Krasnick. I could be wrong. Did you read about that what? today? So Jerry Krasnick, is, I, I believe, is the author. If I'm wrong, you guys can check me on that. But I'm pretty sure that he wrote the article, and basically what he said was, there is a systemic problem in the Mets organization, not so much on injuries, but on how they communicate within the organization that a lot of times little things are let to breed into much, much bigger problems. And as a result, that that leads to a distrust between the players and management. It seems accurate. So, I mean, Did you I, see the one last and week I'm sure it's well-sourced because Jerry's a fantastic reporter. This guy wrote that players like Noah getting hurt are good for the game. Yeah, I did see that. I, I, and he's actually a pretty good writer. I heard that he's too. a good writer. Yeah, I didn't yeah. I, honestly like I didn't after reading that headline, which granted, I've gotten to this before with some yeah, other beat he guys. He probably didn't write the headline. Headlines are written for a reason for you to click on it. So the writer doesn't always write the headline. Yeah. And um either way, you write something like that, you're going to get a fan base angry at you and having the star player of maybe the sport hurt is not good for the team. Not good for got not good for the sport. And it's like saying, "Oh, uh, um Back when uh, Tiger Woods was the man, having Tiger Woods hurt is good for golf. It's not. So of course. that that headline was garbage. All right, let's wrap up with this one, um, which has been the theme of the, theme of the night. Um, Carl Drossler wants to know how long do you think the Mets stick with Terry Collins? As I've said, uh, to the end, I honestly think they're gonna they're just gonna roll with him. Listen, if there was some kind of big game changer out there, if Tony Larusso wanted to come back to managing or something, and uh, maybe they would try to do something like that, but the 
the reality is this season is in the hands of the players. If they play better, they're going to win more games, and they might get a little run here. If they don't, then you're probably going to have somebody else at the helm next year, but I just think that it's he's in for the long haul this year. We do have one more thing to do before we leave. Yes. Uh, if you haven't shared this yet, we'll give you yeah. We'll give you another 60 seconds or so to share this. If you want a free Conforto T-shirt, we are going to give one free shirt away. Um, share the show right now. We'll bullshit here for a second until you do that, and then uh, we'll pick someone out. Whoever shares the show is eligible. I think it's up to like 200 or so and if you, shares. And if you hung around to the end, you get rewarded for your, uh, for your loyalty because the numbers dropped off a little bit, so the people who stuck to the end, they got a little love. So you ready? You ready to do this? Almost. Also, just to give another shout to Clear, if you haven't, if you weren't watching yep. in the middle of the show, Clear special offer for the Semline Army: three months free membership, which usually costs money. It's free at the ballpark, but it's usually um, a monthly fee for their their service in airports. And we travel a lot, so now you get three months free. So if you're going to, um, I think you said it's not St. Louis, but it is available in Houston and Seattle. Sign up. The link is pinned. On our comments on this post, if you're listening to it afterward, just go to the sevenline.com. There'll be a post about it. Uh, also, in the comments, uh, the the caption afterwards, click that, sign up, get into the ballpark in minutes, get through security in under five minutes at the airports. It's a great deal. Uh, so thanks to Clear for hooking up the Sevenline Army. All right, you ready? Yeah. 236 shares. Just it's... scroll. Don't even look. Oh shit! I almost did that thing. You almost dabbed. You almost... Yeah, that's the first time I did that. All right. Don't it look. is Scott Shellis. Hey, I actually know this guy. Scotty Shellis, uh, he is actually a buddy of mine. I know Scott. This is complete, it's actually completely random, so I'm not cheating you people, I promise. But uh, Scott's uh, my best friend's cousin. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, and he's a big Rangers so send him fan. Send a message. So, oh, you're so friends you with him. Yeah, I am. Send that's him a I'm, message. That's what I'm saying. This is actually completely random. So, Scotty, I'm going to hit you up. Uh, you Get want his the, size and address. Yeah, you want the Conforto shirt, so we'll ship it up uh, out to you. I'm going to hit you up right now and uh, and tell me your size and your address, and we'll get it out, and Darren will get it out to you. All right, guys. So thanks for thanks for joining us tonight. It's, it was good to get back on our regular Thursday night spot. Hopefully next week we have a lot more happy things to talk about. It's been a fucking rough week. and. I, Thankfully for me, I didn't even get to watch half the games because I was away. As I've been kept saying, that's why I have these freaking cornrows. I think I might keep them in for Saturday's game, maybe Sunday, Monday, but they're, they're going to come out for Memorial Day weekend. I'm, I'm already getting sick of them. But um, thanks for watching. Thanks for sharing the show. If you're listening afterwards on iTunes and SoundCloud, we appreciate it. Thanks for actually helping us be number one last week as far as popularity is concerned. That's really cool for us. Uh, we're just having a good time down here drinking beers, and hopefully we get to do a lot more of that coming up soon. So see you guys on Saturday. It's a guaranteed victory. You heard it here first. Put all your money on the Mets. They're going to win. And uh, anything else you want to say besides, I don't know, anything? Tip, man. Let's get out of here. All right. Peace. Oh, you want to do your thing? What's that called again? <laughs> Too sweet? All right. Later, guys. Let's go Mets.